Wedding Photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 74. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Neil, what's up? Hi. Hi. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's okay. Hi. How you Hi. doing? Good to be here. Good G- to be here. Good, man. And uh, we also have uh, returning, as usual, uh, the chatty Kathy of Hudson Valley himself, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Jimmy Ferrara, what's up? What's up, boys? I am Jetty, aren't I? <laughs> a very red Jim Ferrara. Yeah. So a very what, Neil? Red. Oh, red. Yes, I'm. I'm very tan. Yes. yes. Very tan. Either the white balance is super off, or he's tan, and he's I got tan. He's, well, or on the way to being tan. It's more red than tan right now. We'll see what happens uh, in a couple days there. Right. Yeah, I'll I'll stay this color. Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, actually, you know, before I do anything, I want to say this before we even get into what we've been up to lately, just because I forgot to do it last episode, and we want to get these in now. Uh, So basically, uh, here it is. Uh, Get your work critiqued for free. Uh, So send them into our show. Uh, You can send them into info at weddingphotographersunite.com. Um, anytime by December 31st, we might push it one more episode. Um, but, uh, by let's say for right now, December 31st, there might be, you might have an extra chance, but let's imagine that December 31st is the actual date and, uh, send in uh, your top four images. They can be wedding or, um, wedding preferred. Uh, if you want to send in an engagement session or two out of that four, that's okay. Um, but, uh, let's do 25 pixels on the long end and send them to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. We'll critique them on the first um, episode of the new year in January. So I just I forgot to mention that last episode. It was in the show notes, but uh, that's very important. And I want to make sure anybody listening uh, is doing that because uh, it's free and you get your work critiqued by f- for free by uh, photographers that are doing this full time. So um, uh, that said, uh, let's get into what we've been up to lately. Uh, who wants to start? Neil, Jim, uh, maybe Jim, go I'll ahead. go because I'm, take, I'm the tan Take one. the mic. <laughs> Uh, yes. Well, I'm I'm tan because uh, Natalie and I just had our destination wedding last week in Antigua, Woo! which was uh, which was beautiful Congrats, weather. Man. I, everyone says Antigua, which is actually incorrect. This co- the country calls it Antigua. Fine. Yes. That so is we correct. um we had uh, 18 people there, total. A lot of friends, a few family. Um, I one friend Emily, who was my intern years ago, and now a lifestyle photographer in New York. Uh, she's our friend. She came down to shoot it and it was so awkward for her cause she's just not used to shooting weddings, but it was good. And we, along the way we did a first look the day of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, before the ceremony cause we wanted like night, like sunset ceremony and weather was perfect. And then, uh, we did that. And then, you know, it's I would, just before we went on air, I was talking to Neil, you and I were saying like, you shot your own wedding. I'm like, well, I didn't shoot my whole wedding, but there's <laughs> points when I had uh, a little, like a point and shoot and I was just grabbing behind the scenes of grabbing stuff of Nat um, I shot my own prep, which was interesting on a self timer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did a few pictures my of that. I did, Jim, no I love you. Post, I, I, I love you, yet. buddy. But there's no way I'm picking up a camera. I'm wanting to have other people shoot that. But that's cool, <laughs> well, though. The, that the means you. Was, that means you love. It was so relaxed. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. yeah. And it if it is great. more intimate, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You know, we've we've shot so many destination weddings, all with it, as little as like eight people up to like a hundred, mm-hmm. and um. It's just so cool when you get like that many, all your friends there for a few days 
most mm-hmm. people were there just three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and being on the other side of the, of the camera was interesting as well. I, I, you know, we were both married before, but it was years ago. And uh, the day the day before the wedding, my friend down there was like, "All right, so for tomorrow, what's going on?" I'm like, "Tomorrow, you do what you gotta do. I'm getting ready for the wedding. I don't. I'm not gonna see you. I'm not gonna see you at the beach. You're not gonna call me. Do your own thing. I'll see you at ceremony." And day of, we had to go into town in the morning, and that was a bit of a hiccup, but it's fine. And we got back in plenty of time. I had plenty of time to relax. I got ready in my buddy's room. I hit the beach for a little bit. Got some lunch. And then that was it. And the first look for like an hour, then off to ceremony. And then it was a, a really, really Wait, so hold great on a day. I want to understand this. You shot your own, some of your own prep for fun. Yeah, just and, a handful and, of pictures. And what else did you, did you shoot? And you had little Leica, you said? That little Leica Deluxe 109. Okay. Perhaps my favorite camera of all time. And uh, yeah, like every now and then I would see, you know, it's a little mirrorless thing. So I can have a little viewfinder too. Mm-hmm. I would see Nat with the sunlight and I'd find a good frame and I shoot that. And then I would, I grabbed uh, Emily's camera a couple times, just a handful of times. Yeah. And then, um, you know, <laughs> we're just walking around finding good frames and I would just shoot some stuff. I didn't go crazy. You know, I was, I was kind of just, I gave my camera away for most yeah, of the yeah. And my friend Kathleen too, she was there. She's a photographer. She's one of our assistants. She uh, was also shooting. Um, it was a, it was a great, it was a, everyone had an amazing time. Yeah, I, I can't, cool. you know, it was really awesome. Excellent. Nice. Congrats. Nice. Um, so yeah, congratulations, man. That's amazing. And I'm Thank happy you. for you. Very happy for you. Um, photos look great too. Um, so thanks. Yeah. Uh, Neil, what's been going on? What you been up to? Um, the, the end of the year is coming up. So I'm, I'm, I've been, um, I have to be out of my studio by January 1st. So that's a little bit nerve wracking and stressful. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were originally going to transfer our whole studio and, meeting space into our new home but that's that's not really um that's not going to work out for us um but especially by the first of uh, january so we're we're looking for new spot new studio spaces um we're, we're not going to go for uh, like a whole studio space we're just going to go kind of like a little office area um uh, which which we found we're staying in the same building that's our goal because we don't want to lose the the main street address in in buffalo i think that's kind of i don't know I, i'm not comfortable with losing that main street address i, I love that um part and um and yeah, we, we uh, found just a little space and it's instead of like calling it an office, I think we're just going to kind of create it into like a little gallery um, or call it like the showroom, the Neil Urban showroom or Neil Urban gallery kind of thing. And and people, when, when, they, when they come in, they know what to expect. They know to see prints. They know to uh, – because we, we are going to – that's that's one of my goals for next year is to go 100% into uh, in-person sales. Um, I tinker we we tinkered around with it enough this year as to where we know that it it, it works. So we're going to dive all in for this coming year. So we're just kind of creating goals and plans for 2018 of of where we're going to take our business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's pretty much what I've been up to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's one more thing, but, oh, oh yeah. Uh, end of, end of year, last minute purchases. That's, mm. um, I've been, I've been spending a lot of time on B and H lately mm. and, and trying to figure out what I want to buy, but I really don't know if A7 I, I really want to. A7R3. No, no. I, I really don't know if I want to go into the gear route. I, yeah. I think, I think, I think I want to make some purchases that's actually going to make me, some money. So I think I'm going to invest into this whole, uh, in-person sales of, mm-hmm. of beautiful prints to show that I want to sell because, you know, that's we're we're in business to make money. So I want to, I want to see a return on my profit. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. Or, 
or return on my investment. investment yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, I don't know, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, are, are you guys shopping around at all for last-minute purchases? Um, I'm not, than, no. Yeah, no. I'm kind of thinking about it just because, you know, now's the time to do it. You know, like you said, Neil, uh, get it in by the end of the year so you can write it off. Um, so, but So actually, I just put up my Fuji X-T2 for sale. Um, and if that sells uh, by the end of the year, I would consider uh, picking up an A7R three. Uh, so that's kind of my thought with that. I kind of want to shift from that mirrorless to the to the Sony just to experiment. Again, it was it was all an experiment for me anyway with that Fuji, and I used it as a second third camera. Really loved it, really enjoyed it, but ultimately the the crop sensor kind of got to me. You know where I where I noticed when I was shooting shallow or as shallow as I could, it just was not the same effect of shooting shallow with even our D seven fifties, and also uh, the autofocus in low light was good but still not on par with like even a d750 so i was missing some shots with it when i chose to use that at a reception so i ultimately ended up not shooting at receptions and was shooting my d750s and uh so then i just you know once that a9 came out i was like okay now the audio focus is better it's full frame now i need to try this and move to that because those are the only two things i don't like about the fuji um Mm -hmm. so uh, so that's kind of where I want to want to go. Um, I, I'm not going all the way to the A9 just because of the price, but but if the Fuji sells, I'll pick up the A7R3. Um, you know, I heard that about um, about the I've played with the Fuji system, the Olympus system, and the Sony system at BNH one day, and um, overall, I loved how the Olympus felt in your hand and how it uh, it just the interface was so smart and so easy. I'm still not a fan of the, how this the Sony menu system works, but I don't I never really shot with it. Yeah, it's, but my assistant uh, or videographer, she has the 6300, so it's, it's not quite as high-tech as the A7 or A9, but the menu is almost the same. So, But, uh, but it, it feel, does feel nice, but I, I, I heard the focus is ridiculously fast on the Sony, and uh, the Olympus compared to Fuji was so much faster. My Leica is so much faster than that Fuji system, and that's a way small point-and-shoot. That's point-and-shoot category still. Mm. So, like you said, I'm interested. It's not surprising, Andy, that you're you're going to keep the mirrorless system in your arsenal, but switch because yeah, I would probably do the same thing if I had that Fuji. Yeah, it's too bad because the the the, the camera itself like feels like this beautiful tank of a machine, and it's just like all the dials are pretty much where you'd want them to be. It's it's got everything, but but ultimately it's <coughs> literally just that autofocus speed along with oh, Jim's dying over there. Some something really really horrific is happening over there. He, he, he took <laughs> his, a sip his, of coffee or something. And, as uh, as red as his face was when we started this podcast, his face went about two times redder just now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's happening again. I, Okay, um, but yeah, so so that's kind of my little my where I'm at with with that, and and other than that, um, I Andy, when, no, hold on, when when did you get that Fuji? I mean, that wasn't long ago, no, right? not long that ago, was, ago. Was June. So, how many clicks do you think um, that you had on that? I don't know, and I I didn't even do the research to find out how many clicks are on it, and so I don't I don't think it matters as much at all on mirrorless because it's all electronic, you know, so there's no, well, no I, I shutter. I'm just kind of seeing like how much you actually used it. Like you didn't get like, did you really give it that much of a chance or was it just like, Oh yeah. Okay. This just is not working for me. Oh yeah. Like, no. Right yeah. I mean, I, so I, I used it on, you know, out of the 30 weddings or so I had, I would probably say I bought it, you know, partially through the wedding season. So I maybe shot okay, so, okay. twenty weddings so with it. Did give it a chance? Oh okay. yeah, probably twenty weddings with it, but always as a second camera, 
I mean, it, right. it was amazing for prep in the morning because usually I'm shooting natural light in the morning. Um, and so you're seeing the exposure and, and all that and a beautiful camera for that. I love be, having the EVF inside the, inside, um, you know, your, your viewfinder, uh, you know, but ultimately okay. those two things that experiment panned out for me that, that I just, I, I like the depth of field when I do do that stuff. I want the depth of field, you know, like it's, it, mm-hmm. it matters to me. So what lenses did you have? I only had one lens the entire have? time. I had the 23 millimeter, which acted as a 35, 23 F2, okay. which acted as oh, a I thought 35. you had another one too. All right. Nope. And, and that was set on the lens the whole time that I had it around the body the whole time I had it. Um, cool. So what's it been up to? Uh, nothing much. Uh, you know, I thought I was, I was talking, telling you the other day, I thought I was done in November, in November. Um, but I had two things happen, uh, where there's a December 31st wedding that I was attending as a guest, uh, that they ended up um, hiring me to shoot their wedding. And, uh, and then I had a couple, uh, that was like a July of 2018 wedding. Uh, give me a call like, like December or December 1st or December 2nd. And they're like, Hey, uh, are you available December 30th? And I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> uh, they ended up um, having a baby or, or not having a baby, but they ended up getting pregnant. And so they needed to move their wedding from their original date to uh, to the end of December. So I now have a, um, a double wedding a weekend at the end of the end of the month here. But I'm almost uh, totally caught up. Like I'm, I only have one thing to edit right now. Um, and it's one wedding and I'm like halfway through it. And then when that's done, I plan on getting that done uh, tomorrow. Uh, then I'm going to actually be totally caught up. And then I'm going to have, remember my, my year in review, the, the one time I post a year, um, I'm going to try and work on that for like the four or five days when I have no editing. And then so that when I do shoot these weddings at the end of the year, I can pick out my favorites and then get that post out in a timely matter. Because I think last year it was like March or something like that, <laughs> that I was like, all right, um, here you go. This is what I got for the year when I got up my year previous year in review. So this year I'm going to be more timely with that. That's my goal. And then... Because I'm not doing a trip this year, I can kind of reevaluate my business and see what changes I want to make um, January, February, uh, that kind of thing. So that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty much where I'm at uh, with the business right now. Uh, so, uh, listeners, uh, we do have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes and help us help you by sending in questions to info at Wedding Photographers Unite or connect on our Facebook group at Wedding Photographers Unite. Uh, just go to Facebook and search that. Find us there. That's where we have the most communication with our listeners. We'd prefer to talk with you um, um, rather than at you. Uh, and then just uh, one more plug. Uh, do remember uh, info at WeddingPhotographersUnite.com. Send in your top uh, four images that you'd like critiqued for the show in early January. Okay, uh, so uh, topics for today. Uh, we're, we've got some uh, questions and topics that people would like us that wanted to talk about. I sometimes I do that when I'm not sure what the topic's going to be, and uh, so I posted them there yesterday, um, and a few people got back to us. So uh, thank you very much uh, for for getting un- into us, guys. And let's start with uh, Caleb. She's the first one. Uh, and her question is, does it get dark a lot earlier with you guys in winter? In summer, we can have sunlight until 9 or 10 p.m. Um, uh, sunset, but in the winter, it's dark by 3.30 p.m. Um, maybe tips on shooting winter weddings. I think we can all address that. Who wants to start first? I'll, I'll go. Um, bring lights. Next question. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you got to, you know, it, 
either it's either twofold. Either you're planning your first look and, and most of your portraits with a couple at least before the daylight breaks or ends. And if they don't want to do that, then you got to be honest with them. Like, look, by me bringing lights, it has to be set up. It's going to take more time. It's not going to have the background. I can't light the whole universe. So the background's going to be dark for the most part here and there. When we do group shots, it's got to be, you know, strobe or LED, mostly strobes. And then, you know, it's going to take more time. So we just need more time. And you got to be honest with them. Don't just be like, oh, yeah, I can make it look like daylight because you can't. So, Mm -hmm. but in that case, you know, that's the only time uh, Natalie and I push the uh, first look when we're going to lose daylight because uh, it's it's really bad when you had to shoot a couple with with nothing going on. You know, it's just unfortunate. We've done it a few times. Yeah, especially if they have a cer- like a later ceremony. Um, you know, if they have like a three four o'clock ceremony, you know, it's going to be completely dark uh, afterwards. Um, but if they have like a one o'clock ceremony, that that's fantastic because you're actually getting sunset when usually when you're dealing with um, harsh daylight. Um, so it's it's kind of it's it, it all depends on timing. But yeah, yeah. Um, be be upfront with the with the couple up, and um, you know talk to them. Talk you know just like you said with, with the first look, or talk them into having an earlier ceremony like one o'clock or two yeah, o'clock. For, for example, this on two last Tuesday in Antigua, we we drove just to the next resort because they could, we couldn't have it at our place, and um, so we're waiting for the minister who was a little late because of an accident, and. Everyone's on the chairs, waiting on the on the beach there. Uh, my friend uh, is playing guitar. Uh, I'm taking pictures. <laughs> and, uh, we see the sun break over this mountain that that now is setting. So the the ceremony site was losing light. When that, that was okay because it wasn't so hot anymore. But then Nat saw the uh, the sun creeping, the shadow creeping along the the beach where we were going to do some late day light which you get one chance from. So she was the first one. I was ready to, to kind of say, hey, maybe we should do those portraits now. And then she jumped out of the van, grabbed our photographer. I was like, let's go. And then the minister showed up and she's like, well, he's going to have to wait now because we then we went off and did, you know, not more than 15 minutes of late daylight, but it looked great because you can't get a second chance at that. The, that, the, the sun was setting right on the water, right in front of us. It was fantastic. So everything mm-hmm. got pushed in a half hour, but that's, that's her and or me at the same time, if I was in the helm, like taking control of a situation and they will, you know, anyone will thank you for that after the fact. The ceremony can wait. A toast can wait. Any kind of any event that's scheduled on the list can wait. But that sunset is not going to wait and you're not going to get a second chance with that. So we are clear with people when we see a sunset about to happen being like, look, hey, Mater D, someone, we see it. We're pulling them because we're not going to get a second chance. Mm-hmm. Anyone else prefer to shoot at night, or is it no, just no. me? No, that's, I mean, that's just you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I wish it were night all the time. I, I really did. Yeah, I I love it. I actually love it, but um, I always like to get a few shots in during the day when possible because I feel like even couples that say they're all into night shots still want one or two nice bright shots that they oh, of that course. are traditional, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah. I always try to do that, but at the same time, like, I don't mind it, but I think Jimmy, like you said, I think it's good to prepare your clients and basically say like, Hey, you know, I'm going to have to set up lights for a lot of these shots and we're going to have to look around and find the light or set it up and, and all that. And it takes a little bit more time. So planning for more time, I think is, is helpful for those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I what love- do you guys use when you go out with that situation? Um, uh, are you guys using uh continuous or a little strobe with a umbrella strobe? 
Yeah. yeah. I, I started out with strobe and then I moved to LEDs for a while and I go back and forth between LEDs and strobe depending on, so yeah. I hate, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. Sometimes if I'm like lazy and I'm doing none in the night shot, I'm like, oh, I'll just use the LED. You know, <laughs> well, not, you know what? It is? I don't know if you. I don't know if that's correct. It's not so much being the lazy. light off your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's also about seeing what you're getting immediately. You know, yeah. Uh, I know you're you're using strobes that aren't TCL, which stinks most of the time anyway. So it's it's up and down the exposure. So at least with an LED light, you can you see when you're going to get. Yeah, you know, and, and that's and that's actually why I sometimes choose to use the LEDs at night because even when you're shooting at the lowest output of the flash, uh, sometimes that lowest output isn't. L- is is too bright so if you're shooting at 1 over 128 on a flash and and you just want to light the couple's face and pl- and suck in more ambient in the back i like to suck in a lot of ambient in the back uh, and shoot at a higher iso but the second you do that use flash and it often becomes too bright um so i very often choose to shoot an led to to suck in more light and match the light that i'm shooting on the couple but but sometimes uh th- that ends up sometimes not being as dramatic and so so i kind of go back and forth depending on the mood that i'm in and the look that i'm looking for so mm-hmm. yep um okay uh we'll go to the uh next question here uh this is uh thank you liam for the nice comment uh, we're going to kevin mack uh i assisted a wedding this past weekend where the groom absolutely hated having his picture taken uh, i got to the point where he walked away for groom only session from the groom only session he walked away and i swear sabotaged the bride and groom portraits by keeping eyes closed constant resting bitch face etc uh the main photographer and i could have cared less about the bleeper uh, but we tried our hardest to keep things light and flowing for the bride's sake uh any advice on how to deal and or um, do you have similar war stories? Mm, so how do we man. deal with that kind of groom and do we have similar stories? Well, oh gosh. Um, you know, I, I, I think we had the same groom. <laughs> um, and, and, and this was at one of my dream locations. Um, I, I, I really don't want to say the location because it'll people can kind of figure out who it is. Um, but man, it was, and we drove like 13 hours to get to this location. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, and the, and the groom just hated his photo taken and he, he kind of gave us a heads up like the day before he was like, you know, I, I don't want it, but I was like, okay, I have, I have enough tricks in my, in my book to, uh, to get him involved. But it was, yeah, he sabotaged like the whole thing. I, I don't understand. He paid so much money for us to be there. Um, but he, but he's told straight out, he's, we're only there just because his bride wants us there. Um, so later in the night, there, there were a couple shots where it just, he had to be in them. Um, so what, what I had him do is just stand there. That's all you have to do is stand here. You don't have to do anything, put your hands in your pockets. You don't. And, and then I posed the bride around him. Um, matter of fact, stand and, there and let me Photoshop your face later. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I'll, I'll liquefy the crap out of your face if I have to. I mean, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, but it is it, frustrating, you know? It, it, re- it really is. Uh, he, he, uh, during the, um, during the groom getting ready, my wife had had to shoot that part, and she basically got kicked out, um, as well as the uh, the videographers there um, who were there too. And uh, yeah, it was it was a nightmare. It really was. Uh, unfortunately, you just have to have to deal with them and um, shoot the crap out out of the bride. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. you know it's, that is that is tough. Um, yeah, I, I I personally had a little of that, but not too much. But uh, if this person who wrote in still has all the images, my advice is to uh, 
keep all of them because it, let's just say the bride wasn't aware of this happening of like him not wanting to, maybe this, this conversation never took place before the wedding uh, of him just hating his photos being taken, just being pretty much an ass in front of the camera on purpose. Well, a uh, similar story I had by my, I was by myself in this wedding and the groom got really drunk and was really being obnoxious. And we went outside to do like this, a night shot with like a fireplace and a background, a little quick thing. And he was just like pretending to hump her and give me the finger and just being really obnoxious. And, and she was really getting mad. At one point I'm like, I, I'm like, okay, forget it. And I just put the, went to put the camera down to be like, no, it's obviously not working. And then she was like, no, no, okay, it's okay. It's okay. And he was like, okay. And he, I got like one or two pictures out of it, but I kept those other images that I didn't put in the gallery, of course, because just in case she forgot about that, I can be like, look, this is what I had to deal with for the majority of the night was unfortunately your groom not being very cooperative. And at least mm -hmm. it's something on your end, at least you have some kind of proof. So at least if this bride, uh, if gets complaints afterwards saying, how come every photo of my groom is, is him looking like an idiot? And you can be like, well, here's why, because I had, I had had a conversation with him. He didn't want his photo taken. And I have, I'm showing you everything I shot and everything I shot is him looking away or doing something. So just protect yourself because it's going to, it could be a battle that you don't want to, confront if 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 need be yep yeah i i totally agree with you jimmy that's that's wise of you to say that and i think i think at a lot of times in our businesses we need to uh, make sure that we're kind of covering our asses just in case uh somebody decided to make things you know legal the only thing we can do is yeah. the best we can in the provided situation and in the provided situation that's what we were dealing with and that's why in a lot of our contracts we actually have that statement that says you know we can't control you know a person's cooperation or something along those lines uh, specifically because of that kind of a situation now very rarely it's going to be the bride or groom but when it is it's just a little shocking you know and jarring that like these people would pay this much money to have us there and then have that kind of situation hap you know happen is just a little um chaotic and i think it says a lot about you know i hate i'm just gonna say it but i think it says something about the relationship you know what i mean like when that <laughs> yeah, kind of thing yeah. is happening it's like when when yeah, one person is so far off from the other um, in terms of like what you're looking for out of something that could be, and, and you know, in that case, whether it's the groom or the bride or whatever, like it, these, it was important enough for the bride to like have, you know, like it's something that's truly important for the bride is to have great wedding photos of her day and f family and friends. And then if the guy is that far off from that, um, you know, that guy doesn't care much about the girl as he probably should, you know, and that's, that's yeah. all I'm saying. It's like, um, so it's, uh, it's it's tough some of the situations that we have to deal with but all we can do is the best we can in that situation i actually do have a similar story but there's another question later that i'll i'll bring that back up for because it's there's another question on these questions that i'll i'll get into that um coming up here so um okay so next up is from darcy uh darcy asks uh what is your most successful form of marketing uh, bridal shows, SEO, social media, referrals. Ours used to be bridal shows, but this year is a bust. Most of our competitors slashed their prices. Uh, so what's the most <laughs> effective form of marketing for you guys? Bridal shows, SEO, social media, referrals. What works for you? Hey, you know, that's, that's, that's really a, a, a location uh, where you live kind of thing. Um, yeah. some, some photographers, they, they'll spend thousands of dollars at a bridal show where there's levels and there's rooms and there's couches and, and chandelier lighting and all this stuff. They'll spend thousands because they'll book the year right then and there. I've, I've heard this. I, it's not anywhere near my area. And um, <laughs> uh, other times it is purely 
the word of mouth. Just Google only. So I, I kind of we kind of got out of the uh, the uh, bridal showcase world. Did it here and there. It worked a little bit, but I just I got tired of it. So we don't really do much of it. So it's it in this area where I am. It's a lot of um, uh, just couples coming up saying uh, how much. That's it. Not barely even asking style. What where you're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at albums, they're flipping through albums as fast as their hands can to do that motion, <laughs> and then they just this one prices. Yeah, so and, I just and, got tired of that. And that's when or you, discounts. Yeah, and and yeah. those are the kind of clients where you're going to have more of those grooms have that kind of situation because they didn't care yeah. about hiring you in the first place. Um, right. So I, you know, I, I think when I was, you know, I think when we're all starting out, I think when we're priced lower, I think we have more of those kinds of situations that happen. And as we go up in price, usually not all the time. Uh, you know, I think the clients care a little bit more and are maybe a little bit more well off and, you know, are, you know, have the expectation and understand the value of why they're paying what they're paying to, to have us there. So, um, all right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, for me, I've never done a bridal show. My SEO is like average. My social media is terrible and, uh, <laughs> but my referrals are good. So I'm, I'm pretty much all referrals. Uh, that's, that's really the best. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, anybody else? Anything on that, or want to go to the next question? A little bit. All the above for me. Go ahead, go ahead, Neil. Sorry. No, all, all the above for me, except for uh, bridal shows. We tried it. Um, the, the weddings that we did book were, you know, pretty much Friday Sunday weddings. Um, but then you know there there were those lower end um, clients that you know weren't our kind of clients. Uh, they just booked us just because our Friday Sunday packages were were cheaper, and they booked my wife, and that was cheaper too. So, uh, never again. Mm-hmm. But I'm never gonna I'm never gonna say never. Right. But as as right now, no. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, okay. Jim, you were about to say something. Oh, I was just I was just gonna reply back to Darcy. Unfortunately, there's there is no one answer for that. It depends on where you live and what the you know uh, what the normal thing is in your area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Kara. Uh, Carrie says, uh, y'all might have talked about this before. Uh, she must be from the South. Y'all might have talked about this <laughs> before, but how do y'all avoid burnout? Uh, especially with the schedules you both keep, you guys sound insanely busier than I am. What do you do to refresh, recharge, and re-energize? So what do we mm. do to avoid burnout and enjoy what we're doing? Well, Jimmy may, might be the perfect person to answer this. He's he's taking photos at his wedding there, you know? So, yeah. so <laughs> you, as a lover of what you do in photography, how do you stay uh, energized? How do you how do you keep keep your passion uh, going? Uh, make make sure – we did talk about this in the past, but to reiterate, make sure you're prepared the day before, the night before. Make sure all your gear – is ready to go. I wait, will wait, take wait, batteries wait in the morning. That's, that's how you stay passionate yeah. is by preparing no, gear. No, 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 not passionate. You say about burning out, really, like about like oh, okay. You know, sometimes okay. It's point like oh, I, I got a wedding today. Yep. So make sure the day of all you gotta do is just get yourself dressed, maybe pack a lunch, and then uh, and then just kind of you know, unfortunately, you gotta suck it up and just kind of push your way through it. This is this is the life we chose. We're not nine to five people at a corporate office, and if it's gonna be hot that day and you're gonna sweat. And bring a change of clothes. If you're just not happy about the location, too bad. You know, it's like no one's forcing any wedding photographer to do this. So, unfortunately, if you're just getting burnt out to the point, just reassess your life and maybe realize, hey, I got a good thing going here. If I'm if I'm paying bills, <laughs> but, but let's try that though. Um, just try to stay relaxed on your days off, and then uh, and eat well, stay fit according to your own body. You know proportions and what you 
want to do? Yeah, it's it's a tough question. To answer. Twelve hours of sleep every night. Go yeah. go to the doctor. Take care. No, yeah. no. Honestly, I mean, for me, my answer is more based around like people. You know, I, I'm I'm like the people that we photograph. It's not like because if you just think about it, like oh, it's a wedding. It's another wedding. It's the same. Everything's the same. And I'm gonna get the same shots that I got the last wedding, right? But if you think about it as as like these, it's people on like the happiest day of their life they're in a good mood and we are so lucky enough to do what we do it's like like this is the, this is in my world this is like a, i'm living a dream you know as far as like being able to do what i'm able to do so i remind myself of that before mm-hmm. every wedding mm-hmm. i remind myself i'm so lucky to do what i do um yeah. i'm gonna absolutely shoot the hell out of this wedding for these people like it was my own and and i get emotionally connected uh, to the people as best I can, unless the groom's being a total dick, right? <laughs> but, I, right but I get emotionally invested to these people as much as I can. Like they were my own family to the point that I'm sometimes losing it a little bit behind the camera. And it's like, and the more that I connect with people and open myself up to that, the more that I, you know, find a passion for, for doing, you know, what I do. So, um, but I, but I don't want to discount what you're saying, Jimmy, because I think what you're saying is all is on the on that other side of the coin. We have to take care of ourselves and be at ease with ourselves in order to, um, you know, in order to get there. I think, you know, so, yeah. um, that's that's kind of my answer, kind of like what I think about. Yeah, and, yeah, you hit right. As opposed to the artistic side too, because then there's a the whole artistic side of like, what can I do that's different? Uh, but that's that's that, where I was, and gonna that's go. where we're going to let Neil Neil come in from here. <laughs> well, for for this year, every single every single time I picked up the camera for every project, I wanted to make sure I created a portfolio piece. And if, like even in engagement session, you know, you do engagement session after engagement session. I wanted to to create something completely different from what I've done in in, in you know previously to that. Um, so that that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me refreshed is is keep being creative, not doing the same old, same old, same old, same old. Uh, then you you'll get burned out definitely. Oh. And um, and I, I you know mid August I'm just like oh my gosh when is this gonna end? But then I then I say you know what our off season's coming up. You know January is not that far away, and that's when I'm gonna be stressed out that you know i'm not going to be busy mm-hmm. and i'm going to be freaking out and yes. you know i'm going to enjoy being busy while i am yep um because i know that the the light is is close you know is at the end of the tunnel and um it's it's you know just keep being creative that that's that's why i do you know, know also just... um i don't know if we're really the people to ask because we have seasons you know our, it's winter yeah. now in new york yeah. and uh we might have one or two weddings you know through the winter, but it's a different kind of wedding for the most part. Cause you know, you're losing daylight and all that. Um, but, uh, we have that roller coaster up and down where it's crazy. Then it's, it comes down again. Then you got, ah, oh, I can relax for a couple months. Like you said before, Andy reassess the year, what you did wrong, we want to change and then come back. And some, someone in California where it's at least for most of California, they might have a continuous season that never ends. And it's just one straight flat roller coaster ride that just is, Maybe have a little hill up and down. You might have a, a break here and there, but they're they're. Yeah, I'm guessing they're the ones that would be the pers- the photographers to ask about how to stay refreshed and re-energized and not get burned out because it's the same old, same old, pretty much week by week. Where you, we we're here, we have a busy season, a beginning and an end, and a time to 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 regroup, to refresh, and then to be like, all right, 
cool. I'm looking forward to this new year because I got more gear or I'm doing something different. And then, you know, I'm always excited still. Both Nat and I are like, and when the near the new year comes again, we're like, cool, this is great. We're we're back on track again, you know. Yeah. And thank and God we're we also have that. grateful when it ends, you know. We're like winter here, we're like, cool, thank God. I it's been a rough year. Mm-hmm. Looking forward for the next two months. You know, for us, it was kind of crazy because we still had a wedding to plan. Well, okay, she planned it. I watched her plan it. And then, <laughs> uh, and then go there and do all that. And then we got Christmas, you know, in a few days. So it's been a, a quick fall. Mm-hmm. But it's been, it's been great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that we have that off season. That, that is such an important thing for, for me to kind of refresh and think about the new year and, and have that end yeah. goal in sight. When, when the wedding season does get crazy, I'm like, oh, you know, only a few more weeks. But, you know... It, it it helps a lot, uh, and I, so I totally agree with well, you. Well, we're John. New Yorkers, so we're used to we're used to seasons. I think it's just the way it is in life in general with, with us. We're used mm-hmm. to a summer, a fall, and a you know, winter and spring. We you know, we get that. We you know as much as we hate shoveling snow in winter time, it's also nice to be snowed in sometimes. So <laughs> we're just we're just used to that way of life where yeah, um, yeah. it's was it's busy and then it's not, or it's it's hot and it's cold. You know, so I, we're the wrong people to ask. I think about that mm-hmm. yeah um okay so <laughs> let's go to uh, mick and mick knox what's going on i like uh, his question i like his question oh yeah this is a good question <laughs> uh, so what are your best horror stories from photography jobs um i've had the father of the groom have a heart attack uh while lining up to shoot the formals and also had a whole wedding party kicked out of the hotel for fighting uh, what are, who's, got, who's got a war story? Oh, um, man. I wish I, I had war stories. Yeah, I don't have anything like that. Gosh, all my weddings are like drama-free. It's good. I had I'm, w- I'm waiting for something cool to happen is where I can like sit down <laughs> and talk to you guys about it. But I have, I, nothing ever happens. Any, any, any of you guys uh, <laughs> a no-show, bride or groom? No. Ooh. No, no, I wish. I've had a I talked about it on the podcast before I had a no show officiant for a while. Actually a couple times, and then they show up like an hour late and all yeah. that, you know. Um I've had a, I had a fight at a wedding. Um like Oh yes, I had one of those, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. But, but it's not much more to say other than there was a fight, you know, and, and Well well my fight, the uh it was on the dance floor and uh one one of the guys punched his girlfriend on the dance floor. Um, cops and everything showed up. It was it was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was outside doing my outside portraits at that time, so I kind of missed it. So, um, but yeah, that was mm-hmm. my drama. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. I had. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had a, yeah. I had a bride at the at the plaza, no less, where it was in five fifty ahead at the time minimum before additional fees. So much money on this wedding. Um, one of the group, one of the one of the guests brought in two hookers from the street, and nice. then uh, there was a fight at the cake cutting. And then the groom got in a fight later on and missed, like, they had to end it early before some big confetti release because the groom left. That wedding didn't, didn't even last a year. It was, a, it was so much money was wasted on that wedding. But uh, another semi-horror story I had, which has ended up being, teaching me a lesson, was um, the bride, when I got to the bride's house, she was running, she wasn't even there. She went to get her dress fixed. So I went to the ceremony site at this abandoned church to get out there on time and she was almost four hours late just shy of four hours and the whole time i'm thinking thank god i brought a sandwich to eat because i'm starving and this is we're in the middle of nowhere here so everyone's just kind of waiting around waiting around and there's nothing you can do you know she added time on the on to everyone's uh you know agenda uh, with the vendors and all that to add a couple hours but that's not really a horror story but that's just 
you know, I, I realized that I, you know, I always take something to eat and, uh, just boredom was killing everybody that day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mine but, that I said I was going to mention again later was kind of tied into the groom issues we were talking about before. I had a groom, you know, when I first started that was like super, super, super ridiculously drunk, like before the ceremony even started and, you know, had a hard time like keeping his eyes open, had a hard time standing up, uh, you know, was it kind of didn't care about the photos and all that kind of thing. And so and it kind of tied into all that and to the point where he didn't even he was so drunk that I think he passed out like before the reception or like he made it i think he was there like during introductions and all that but he did not make it to the first dance um so there was no first dance and the the mood of the wedding just uh was not good and it was that was it was just not good <laughs> the bride was not happy the families were not happy it was not good uh and so that did you ever did you come back uh no i didn't i didn't see him after yeah. that i mean i had i delivered the wedding uh and it looks like they were still together and everything like that but uh that was i guess my that that's my ho- most horror story i have but really I, you know it's funny because when people ask me that question and that's funny that you guys too like we have like some things that are like kind of bad but not like not anything like horrific horrific um you know i think it's it's a rare thing you know i've shot hundreds of weddings and you guys have too and it's like um if that's the worst that's not so bad you know right mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm i keep waiting for something terrible to happen but i'm you know i keep crossing my fingers and hoping that it never does you know um yeah mm-hmm. our recent wedding that and i did was that uh the, the family had to do everything i think i mentioned this but we got to the uh reception place and nothing set up no, table tables are out but nothing else is set up and the caterer is nowhere to be found and part of me wanted to see how the rest of the day unfolded if the caterer never showed up just to tell the story. You know, there was mm. a really young couple, really laid back. They were chill. They probably would just ordered pizza and subs and, and had fun with that. But uh, the caterer did show up. It was all good. But the bride herself is like helped and set up tables. And that, that was odd. So that was an almost oh. story. <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I guess we're lucky that we don't have, you know, anything like that to sell because uh, it's just not, you know, you don't want to have someone have a heart attack like that. That's horrible. Yeah. But uh, no show is interesting. I'm, I'm, I'd love to hear what, how the rest of that day happens <laughs> when someone doesn't show up yeah really okay uh last hmm. question is from stephanie um i'm curious about how soon in the year you typically get completely booked <laughs> that's a question completely booked you never um, get completely booked. yeah i know I, i'm never completely booked <laughs> i've always you know some, if i'm open on a date um, i guess that's what we can talk about uh and how many weddings a year do you do um people listen to this show know my answer to that question um love the podcast and can't wait to hear the next one uh, so how soon do you typically get completely booked or how do we want to answer that? Who wants to take that first? And Neil, you go. Sure. Um, we like to book about 20, 25 weddings per year. Um, no more than 30. And right now, um, I think there's about three or four dates, which we really want to fill. Um, we've, we've kind of met our goal for next year. Um, but we want to, we want to, there's a couple popular dates still out there that, uh, that we were really wanting to fill in tonight. We're actually having a, meet, a meeting for one. So <laughs> fingers crossed that they book tonight. So, um, but yeah, that's um, usually we're, we're, we're not this uh, fully booked. Uh, usually it comes more in the springtime, but, but this year we, we just kind of had some really good meetings. And uh, so right now we're, we're comfortable of where we are for this coming season. So that's where we are. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Jim? Um, uh, wedding numbers float anywhere from like 32, 35 to 50 at the most one year. Um, so yeah, high 30s is, tends to be the average. But, uh, you know, if I got the date open, I'll do it. I'm not going to do it for like half price. I'm still working that day. So the whole last minute thing, oh, can you do it for this much money is like, no, because I'm still <laughs> working. Same amount of energy, same amount of equipment. You know, mm-hmm. if it's different, if it's if it's a half day and I don't have the date book, fine. But um, I don't, I don't, but we won't say no just because we hit our quota. You know, uh, it's hard to say no to thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm so gonna make money. I can make money. Yes, and plus, you never know when you're gonna next get that next inquiry. Like right. th- this is what I really mm-hmm. want to press upon our listeners um, that I think is really important to know. Uh, um, no matter where you're at, no matter what level you're at, I think we all, to some extent, um, are concerned with like at this time of year, like what Neil, what you just said before. Once, once our slow seasons come, at least in our area, every year I, I start thinking like, oh, a- am I good? Do I have enough ready to go? Like, like how how's I get worried a little bit every year um, because I have that number and I'm just like thirty. I want thirty. I want thirty. You know, like that's what I know that I need to do in my business to keep sustaining my business and the way my business works. So, so. Um, if I'm a little bit low from what I think that I should be, I always get nervous at that time of year. And, and I feel like everybody does. Everybody, that every professional wedding photographer that I've talked to, um, for the most part, you know, like we all have that period of like we wonder. And then because while things are going great right now, that could always take a turn later um, if we do get off our game. If we do stop posting on social media like we know that we should be and uh, <laughs> trying to take it up. You know what I mean? Like, so like if we get lazy, like other people, like there's a lot of people that are hungry for work. Like, um, so, it, so we have to be a little bit, um, you know, maintaining our game and like doing the best that we can and, and, and staying passionate and all those things we were talking about earlier in order to keep the, keep the business going. So it's like, you don't ever hit like this magical point where everything just you coast, like there is no such thing. Uh, you always have to be working. You always have to be pushing yourself. And if you do reach that point where you're coasting and you think that you're coasting, watch out because you, because you're not going to be coasting for long, you know. Yeah. So um so I think it's a really important point to note because I think a lot of people think that you just make it and it happens and then everything's easy and you're fine. But no 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 no. You have to keep working. You have to keep pushing yourself or 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 your business isn't going to continue to to go. So it's the you know, it, there's a nice thing about freelancing and being our own bosses that we get, uh, you know, to live our own lives and, and do all this, but can't get lazy. That means you have to stay on top of yourself and keep pushing yourself. Um, and I feel like a lot of people that are yeah. starting out don't quite understand that. Um, so, um, yeah, um, I, I guess, you know, as far as my numbers, like I, like I said, I always like to hit the 30 and I'm looking pretty good for next year because I've got about 20 exactly. Um, and that's pretty much where I need to be at this time of year. Booking season comes up. I think last year at this time I had about 20. Um, and then, you know, I ended up at this year, maybe like 34 or something like that because, you know, these last minute things and, and all that, you know? So, and then sometimes I ended up and it's hard to say if I count this or not, it's like those numbers, but, um, you know, I have a, I had a, a couple weddings that I main shot for other photographers who ran into problems or like had a date or a pregnancy or whatever, you know? So I always pick up those when I can, if I'm available too. Um, so, uh, you know, I, but you're never like, as far as being full, completely booked, um, I think maybe a lot of photographers will like project out there that they 
completely booked for 2017 no more inquiries <laughs> you know and, and but that's yeah. i feel like in an effort to like make yourself look good like like yeah. hey i'm completely booked so mm-hmm. look at I me for next it. year yeah and, and it's total nonsense like the reality when, when is they, is that they say that you, yeah go ahead Jim. The, 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 the photographers the, the rock star photographer says we only do 20 weddings a year Bullshit. You will absolutely <laughs> take that twenty-first wedding a year at ten grand if whoever you're you're commanding. That's just a. I don't. I don't believe them on when they say that. Right. I don't believe it, it. It's they too- might. They might start to say, okay, well, do a couple more, but you're just not going to say no to a lot of money, even if it's just a couple thousand dollars. You're like, hey, who else is making like twenty-five hundred dollars to five thousand dollars in a day doing what they love? You know, you know, you know. I think I think that's a whole branding or marketing uh, scheme because it, it makes them look like really limited, exclusive. Yeah, yeah so exclusive. Yeah, that's exactly. you know, I, I understand where where it does. I've I've done it in 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 my business a couple times. So uh, I'm I'm one of those guys sometimes. I kind of do it in, in studio. <laughs> like I won't book um, too many uh, portrait sessions in a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, but that, but they're going to come back if I can't do it Tuesday and then they we'll just do it next week. It's not like it has to be that day. So that's a little yeah. different. But, I mean, uh, I, like, like I always say 20 to 25, but I always like to book close to 30 just because just in case people do cancel and it happens every year, two or three people cancel like a couple, like I think last, no, yeah, last year I had like four or five cancel. That me. many? Yeah. Really? It was insane. Yeah. Something was in the water that year. We'll get like one a year at best. Maybe uh, one. Yeah. So sometimes depends. I don't have any. Yeah. Depends you know? on the year. I usually get about one or two a year, and and that's mm-hmm. actually true for this year. I had about one or two, and next year I already have like some 2018 people that booked and canceled and or moved. Like I was telling you about that one date, so now I have this other yeah. July date open now. Um, yes, but you know, we overlooking something that Stephanie asked about, like how far in advance. I think that depends on your area. It's anywhere from a year and a half to a month. Like Andy, you just said, so a date change for you, you know, and I'll mm-hmm. get a call sometimes a few weeks before a wedding, you know, saying, Hey, you open. And I don't, at that point, I'll just say, here's my rates. Here it is. Here's the prices. Mm-hmm. Here's Natalie's rates. Here's my rates to go. And then if they ask about discount, we'll talk. But, um, that all depends, I think on, on your area, but a year is about average. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yep. uh, listeners, great questions. I think they, they were, these were like really yeah. great questions. I think I, I, I just can't help thinking that like, if I was starting out and listening to everything that we just said, like how insanely helpful <laughs> that would have been if I would have had this to listen to. Because I used to listen to a lot of podcasts on photography when I first got started in like 2009, 2010. But they never got like in depth with like a lot of the answers that we're giving. And it's I feel like I wish I would have had this. So um, yeah. so appreciate this is all I'm saying, yeah, uh, new people. You know what I mean? and, yeah, and, and, and pass that word around and leave those reviews on iTunes, please, for all this free help you're getting and don't forget to send in your free images to wedding photographers unite at info at wedding photographers unite.com to get them critiqued uh for our show in january so um yeah really helpful uh show guys i um good stuff and thanks for for jumping on uh we'll start with uh jimmy i guess jimmy where can people find you uh james is the website and instagram and facebook is the little at symbol j ferrara photo awesome and uh, Neil, where can people find you? Yep, Neil Urban, N E A L U R B A N dot com, and find me on social media as well. And my name is Andy Buscemi. Last name is B U S C E M I. Thanks for listening in, and we'll catch you next time. Take care, everybody. And Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Happy holidays. Oh, yay. Wedding photographers. Unite.